0: Welcome to another Funky Friday at five. This is the twenty-fourth, and if you'll notice, looking at me here in this environment, um, we're filming this in the opposite side of the room because today we're gonna. I'm on other things. Um, talk about Yashizu Ozu, and I wanted to have a very good picture. Um, better picture, a little wider frame, because um, uh, Yashizu Ozu is one of the greatest filmmakers since the birth of cinema. And he was born in 1903, December 12th, and died on his birthday, December 12th in 1963. He made 59 movies. Um, He is, I really love Ozu. When you, again, when you love an artist, when it's beyond just somebody that's just good or just entertaining or even just um, edifying, um, this is this is a, this is this more than that uh, for me. And so it's very special. It also makes it hard to talk about, you know. And I've been watching his films for close to thirty years, I think, if I have that correct. And I've uh, read a lot of literature on his work, and I've even gotten to meet. Hold on here. Um, I got to meet this filmmaker, Yoshida Kiju, who did um, uh, Eros Massacre, a classic you know, new wave Japanese film, the late 60s and many other wonderful films. He wrote this book called Ozu's Anti-Cinema and I got him to, <sighs> I got to meet him and got him to sign here like so. I do not have in front of me Donald Ritchie's book on Ozu and David Boydwell's book is not among my favorites, but um, I have Schrader. We'll we'll get to all that stuff in a second. But what I want to do is my original idea is to to follow up on talking about depiction of two people in in relationship, two people in conversation. And... um, You know, and I began thinking about one of the greatest scenes in all of cinema, which is from Flavor of Green Tea over Rice. And I thought, well, why don't I just do a whole episode, the best that I can, homely humble as it is, on Ozu himself? I mean, of course, I can't cover everything. But if I started with just this scene out of context, this uh, scene in the Japanese no-play from late spring from 1949 of one of his top films. Um, I think that would be insufficient. You know, I, I could talk about the scene. And I wanted to include that scene because it's a nonverbal scene. It's a scene where it's looks and glances, to quote um, a noted film scholar discussing Hitchcock, although this is, this is not in any way like Hitchcock, but not communicating like I am now talking to you, but communicating through looks, glances, shots. Um, off the top of my head, Ozu invented a completely sui generis style in cinema. His own way of shooting environments on the ground of the tatami mat. He even invented his own cameras to, to shoot low. Um, he, would, he invented his own stopwatch, created a stopwatch just to time every shot meticulously. So when we're dealing with Ozu, we're dealing with a film, um, filmmaker who is very close to ballet or modern dance um, in music, and um, Susan Sontag called him the Jane Austen, I believe, of Japan. His plots um, are very domestic, and they concern the family. And there are also no, there's many noteworthy things about them, but among many other things, he avoids. Big action or obvious action, and so um, you know it's it's kind of what he would call what what certain traditions, spiritual traditions would call mu, which is what is on his his uh, cemetery is mu the character of mu, M-U. m um, u, and so uh, you know people going about their business, remarrying, marrying, birth, death, um, beautiful simplicity, precision. Um, but let's jump into this um, Vin Vendors movie. He made a movie on the anniversary of Ozu's passing called Tokyo Gala. And I'm going to play the first a good bit of length of this film because Vin Vendors speaks really beautiful, beautiful English even though he's German. And he uh, talks about why he loves Ozu and he uses the actual credit from Tokyo story. Um, over under his over under his narration, and then he shows the first scenes of Tokyo Story. Shishu Yu uh, pl- plays an elderly couple, and there and you can get a sense. So I thought about playing this opening, this documentary. Then we'll jump into the Japanese no scene from late spring. Another scene. I'm going to show a scene from Green Tea, the flavor of green tea over rice about marriage. Beautiful again, somewhat nonverbal, and we'll jump into it. Let's see what happens. Um, I'm excited. Um, Talk about something I love is kind of a it's kind of a treat. So let's see here what happens.
1: If in our century there were still sacred things, if there were something like a sacred treasure of the cinema, then for me that would have to be the work of the Japanese director Yasujiro Ozu. He made fifty-four films. Silent films in the 20s, black and white films in the 30s and 40s, and finally color films until his death on December 12, 1963, on his 60th birthday. With extreme economy of means and reduced to but the bare essentials, Ozu's films again and again tell the same simple story, always of the same people in the same city, Tokyo. This chronicle, spanning nearly 40 years, depicts the transformation of life in Japan. Ozu's films deal with the slow deterioration of the Japanese family, and thereby with the deterioration of the national identity. But they do so not by pointing with dismay at what is new, Western or American, but by lamenting with an unindulged sense of nostalgia the loss taking place at the same time. As thoroughly Japanese as they are, these films are at the same time universal. In them, I've been able to recognize all families in all the countries of the world, as well as my parents, my brother, and myself. For me, never before and never again since, has the cinema been so close to its essence and its purpose, to present an image of man in our century. A usable, true, and valid image in which he not only recognizes himself, but from which, above all, he may learn it by himself.
0: You see him here, classical Ozu shots. He loves to shoot objects in environments like this. they are not traditional establishing shots it's easy to mistake them for such but it's it's a it's a totally other thing what he's doing
2: 天気。ありがとう
1: Whose work does not need my praise and such a sacred treasure of the cinema could only reside in the realm of the imagination.
0: Okay, so that um, let me move in a little bit here. That was um, a um, oh boy, I don't know where to begin. That's his introduction, very reverent, very um, very respect respectful um, because that's the kind of territory in. And so this idea of daily life, you saw the elderly couple there. That's going to be mirrored later in that film. Um, I think I'm going to dive into the late spring now, if I may. Um, talk a little bit. have to try to figure things out. We're dealing with a lot of technology here. We have... Um, this is this is a one man band here, so bear with me. Um, I think that um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think I'm trying to think um, on the fly here. Um, so I've seen all of his films, including the early films and the in the um, the silent films. I happen to love most of all his color films. Um so, because of what he does with color, his last films, um, I'm going to make sure I got um, all this crap here. You have to switch and.
2: No. Mm-hmm. You can go, you can This is the
0: greatest scene ever made in film. That's Suzukohara, the Greta Garbo of Japan, that's Shishu Ryu, two great stars of the era. Um, let me give you a little context. This is a father and daughter. It's very common in Ozu films that families live together for long periods of time. They don't, everybody lives under one roof. It's a, it's a more traditional society in mid 20th century, um, early mid 20th century, um, late 20th century too, a little bit later in But um, she is very happy with that arrangement. She doesn't want to be married off. She doesn't want to leave. She's happy in this, you know, it's almost like with a family. And so in this scene, um, the important thing is looking at their faces, the no play, the text of the no play about blossoms and nature. And um, this is acting. This is like, this is like Laurence Olivier, Meryl street level acting. This is like, um, Uh, One of the grand things to me of Ozu is, and Ozu is objective. Ozu films everybody, literally every character's point of view without ever really telling you what the hell he thinks or without ever creating a subjectivity where the audience becomes only one character, right? And I think he's actually kind of unique in film history in that, and part of it is the way he does dialogue, like you look at the faces, just the faces in the frame. And this scene is the best example of that. This is a scene about two people, a father and a daughter who are utterly, they want different things out of life. They're having different emotions. Their emotions are opposed to each other. They're, um, it's just, it's all its all in, it plays out in the scene and you can see um, there's a third party in it. That's why I cheated a little bit. It's not really a two character scene. There's other people, there's a theater. There's this third party that they see from afar and register the difference between him and her, the reaction to this woman. So I hope this is all. Apologize for the glare. Only the color remains.
2: As it was back then.
0: It's, a, it's the law of impermanence. Very important. And as well as continuity. So it's impermanence and continuity both. Due time. Stuff's starting to happen. There's more going on in this scene than most action films ever made. That you know, like Hollywood action pictures. (laughs) i <laughs> Are we live? I think we lost internet connection there i do I do apologize I was not I was not uh, finding that um, so um, so that scene to me is expresses something about um You know, human psychology, uh, the universe, and just the way she looks down, and she's you know, she has expression on her face, the way he's beaming. So it's his being. He's looking straight ahead at this at this play, and he's just met this. You know, he's a widower. This is a very important. It's like he's a widower, his wife is you know gone. Um, and then you know, it's about getting on film or in a work of art, everybody's perspective, her perspective, his perspective, in this case, in the same frame. And I'm gonna uh, cut to the end of this film where there's a a conversation between the two of them to give you a sense of a real two-person dialogue, um, if I may find it. Uh, Let's see here. Notice these shots and how
2: I'm
0: just darn, I'm screwed up um, to find these things here. Bear with me.
2: So this is going to be a
0: conversation about marriage, as I said, between the father and the daughter. Hara and Shishu Ryu, and he gives her a lecture. Now, what's interesting about this lecture was well, a lot of things interesting about this lecture. But it's a lecture, but you know, in Ozu, it's not really. It would be a mistake to think that it's Ozu lecturing you in the audience. Ozu himself never married. Ozu lived his entire life. You know, I think he. I think he stayed with his with his mom, and he wrote scripts with. O, um, no and and um, they wrote all these films, and um, you know, I mean, I think he 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 has sympathy for some of it, of course, but it's about sort of the order of society and the continuity again of society, and so um, you know, that's kind of that's kind of what what we're dealing with here. So um, it's a, you know, it's a very um, almost you might say transparent. Oh, here we go. This is the.
2: <laughs>
0: I think this is the scene, you know, again, I get, I get, um, this is my first time doing something like this. So I'm a little, um, bear with me.
1: That.
0: again. It's a different relationship to objects and people, um, objects and people, and what an object is, and what a person is, and what an environment is. I, you know, um, at the end, at the end of um, well, many many of his films, there's a kind of a uh, um, a comprehensive. Um, embrace i would say it's an actual embrace of the whole universe or the whole social world so that you know that building and these flowers are so meticulously it's like they're painted right by by um and you know uh look at this shot of them sleeping again it's just a, a side by side there's these scenes it's they're they're at some kind of retreat like kind of a I don't know, a retreat um, to get, oh, there's the vase. So Um, the idea is that uh, it's almost a, well, it's almost as if um, you're looking at human beings from the point of, yes, the vase. For 60 years, film critics have been writing about that vase. Why is it there? Why does Ozu keep going back to it? Look at this this rock garden. So yeah, the daughter agrees to marry. By the way, you never see the wedding and you never meet the groom. Again, this is all part of Ozu's design about he's trying to redirect our attention to what he feels is more important than what we would ordinarily think of as important. Um, it's just—it's just a different—it's a different thing. Um, now, notice, remember the um, remember the elderly couple in the very first shot at, when they were like putting things in a bag. Look what we have here: same thing, putting things in a bag. It's, now it's father and daughter. Different movies. Again, Ozu is is always making the same still life over and over again. He's always making the same, they're all the same film in a way. He's remaking over and over the same plots and the same films because he's about the quotidian. He's about sort of daily life and putting a spotlight on daily life and saying the things that, you know, this is what matters in life, in the present moment, you know, and it's really beautiful and um, I'll try to play a little of this scene just to get a sense of his dialogue. How he shoots, how time
2: flies. <laughs> な方それうん her greatest happiness is the is
0: the status quo, you know. Living in that house and my father, and he's going to give it a big lecture. Uh, he's a year older than me.
2: 56. My no, life is I can't ライフセン。だけど結婚したって初めから幸せじゃないかもしれないさ。結婚していきなり幸せになれると思う考え方がむしろ間違ってるんだよ。幸せは待ってるもんじゃなくて、やっぱり自分たちで作り出すものなんだよ。結婚することが幸せなんじゃない。新しい夫婦が新しい一つの人生を作り上げていくことに幸せがあるんだよ。いつね、わかるかでも Okay, that's a
0: that's a pretty much a um That's pretty much a great illustration of how he depicts character. I'm talking to you now, you just see my face and the audience is in the place of the other party. So instead of having two people in a single shot or the most common is over the shoulder, sort of, you know, all these Hollywood techniques and television techniques, he, he developed this, this thing of people, you know, people making the audience the other party, um, which, as I said, is, is, is a different, um, a different, you know a different um um well it does a number of things it actually um it's at it, one and the same time is both more objective and detached certainly more than cinema today cinema today is extremely intimate um partly because of the lightness of cameras you know you watch euphoria you watch um if you watch euphoria or any it doesn't matter any A lot of things have made that the camera is so fluid and it's always in point of view, 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 view, constant point of view. Very subjective. So that it's like uh, almost, um, it's almost in a way, you know, it's it's almost like the feeling is that the filmmakers, you know, are trying to make up for a felt absence of points of view of certain people over time it's almost like well now is our time kind of thing that's reflected in the filmmaking that's again not good bad or indifferent great sometimes it ain't this this is actually very very opposite that so when you get point of view like you get shushu you're definitely getting you know you're looking into his soul for crying out loud right but it's always balanced by environment objects you know it's always contextual and it's always composed and it's uh, you know, it's it's just uh, it's just a part of what makes um, Ozu um, so special, and um, that's kind of how I feel about it. I mean, there's a, there's a, in Deleuze's book here. Um, he says that um, Ozu is a social critic. That you know, Ozu's a radical that he's um, critiquing the traditional Japanese family and the patriarchy. In fact, he says in one passage here that people have misunderstood Ozu as a conservative, that he's uh, the biggest critic of uh, tradition and oppression, right? Um, That's Deleuze in Cinema 2. That's in here. I mean, on the other hand, you know, millions and millions of traditional Middle-class Japanese people flocked to these films, um, and and saw maybe in them a confirmation. Um, then there's another point of view, my point of view, which is that's not really as important. What's important for Ozu is actually filming what's going on in reality, um, and trying to sort of honor that reality. And. Honor the points of view, the different points of view inside that singular reality. Um, the best that he can with the tools that he has with cinema, and, and so that's why uh, I think you know that's why I think it's so great. Um, you know, there's a lot I could play you play uh, play for you. There's a lot I could show. I don't know. Again, it involves. Um, this is the first time using uh, this kind of setup. And, you know, Monday when I do another stream about Judy Bloom, we're going to go back to the, the chair, my chair and the piano and uh, have more of a traditional, um, traditional, uh, whatchamacallit. Um, But let me try to play a little bit of this talking to the cameraman here. I think we can do that. No. Bear with me here. Bear with me here. It's kind of, you know, what are you going to do, right? You're going to, you're going to. You know, you're gonna figure out what, what we're doing here. Um, we can see the reflection of everything. We can see that, you know.
1: Um, Reside in the realm of the imagination.
0: So, this is a travelogue film of then vendors in 1983. Oh, here we go. We're going to see uh, Shushu Ryu, I think. Um, all grown up. We're going to see him in elderly. Here we go, yeah.
1: Cameras were clicking everywhere.
2: Yeah, here he is. This is him as a as a as This I think he's in his 80s here. a as This is that depended
1: on how difficult the scene was. Many times, two or three rehearsals were enough, and then the scene was shot. But in his case, that, he had to admit, Ozu was rarely satisfied with the first or second take. With him, Rio, things took quite a while. He remembered once rehearsing a scene more than 20 times, and get it right. shooting it more than 20 times as well. He himself didn't have any idea what he was doing wrong <laughs> and simply thought to himself, even a poor marksman will hit the bull's eye if he just keeps blasting away long enough. Afterwards, Ozu merely asked him an old friend in his Rio, today is not one of your better days, is it? Or are you trying to test my patience?
2: At any rate, with other
1: actors, better actors than himself, Ozu was often satisfied with one or two takes. But working with him, real must have been difficult.
2: And
1: so he had to consider himself in the ranks of the less talented. Is it... That- For real, the relationship to Ozu was always that of a pupil to his teacher or of a son to his father. Although Ozu was only a year older than he was, there was an enormous distance between the two of them in terms of intellect.
0: Okay. um, Let's try to... Here we go. Let's look at some of green tea over rice. I'm so sorry. Here we go. dialog
2: I um,
0: yeah, i I'm I'm kind of um. Yeah, I'm just kind of screwing up a little bit here. So, I'm gonna. Um think about this idea of I didn't I I sort of, I didn't want to really play, I didn't really get kind of scattered trying to do a hundred things at once here, trying to queue things up. Uh with time I'll I'll get better at this, I hope. Um, um so to com- you know, to co- create a style like that that's totally unique, totally singular, as I said, sweet generous. And to have it influence so many people. So I'm trying to find something here that might surprise you. Hope this works. Here we go. Kind of like multimedia. Multimedia. Um, uh, um, this is from Paul Schrader's American Gigolo with Richard Gere. Um, Schrader wrote this book on Brisson and Ozu. Ozu, Brisson, and Dreyer transcendental style in the early 70s. And I just want to um, point out some things here that might interest you. Because uh, it's completely, you know, the the saying about artists great artists steal <laughs> uh not this i got to got to get a get a thing here um no yeah here we go here we go here we go this is it There it is. He does that through the entire film.
2: Listen to the recording and
0: repeat what he does that through the entire film.
2: Yeah,
0: she liked that. Um, I'm trying to find a good a good um... Of course that's very MTV. It's actually before MTV. It's uh it's very um music and everything. That's not um that's not but, but you know um uh you could take any you could take basically any subject matter and treat it you know and treat it like um I give I give up. I'm I'm gonna um I'm just gonna throw in the towel. But here we here here we go. Yeah, he does that through the whole filming. Like, he has uh, these shots. And so um, the idea of I'm going to show a character's environment, right, could mean different things. You could mean just showing you where somebody is that is establishing shot. Or you could be like Ozu, where critics and scholars have suggested that it's almost a form of animism. And the boss is looking at the characters, or the environment is looking like it's almost like everything's alive. The universe is alive kind of idea or it's like a still life, you know, that's not an establishing shot. That's like. Uh, kind of the unity of, of all things, almost metaphysically, you know, um, it, that could be even though we're talking about American gigolo here and it's not it's uh, trying to. Trying to. Um, here we go. Trying to look for something where we have, that's Lauren Hutton, by the way. Um, um, This is a, you know, I mean.
1: I'm really not part of the problem. I'm certainly not the solution to the problem. I
2: brought money.
0: Uh, if you haven't seen it, if you have seen it, I, you know, it doesn't really, I don't really want to get into a, into a thing about it, but, uh, but, um, you could take any subject, even a subject of a male gigolo in Beverly Hills, you know, and, um, and treat it in any way you'd like. And in treating a subject in a certain way, you're, um, transfiguring that subject. Please, well You know, You're transfer- I'm going through this film just to... Uh... Again, the camera moves a lot. This is not, Ozu doesn't move like this, you know. Schrader moves like this. This is like, amazing, just amazing.
2: Thank you. It's been a
0: wonderful evening. Yeah, well, you know, just going through it and just wondering, you know, thinking aloud about, you know, thinking aloud about, you know, um, trying to it's, it's purposely dark here. I just to kind of sort of, um, kind of got, got, got kind of put some light on. here. I don't know. I'm thinking out loud now about um, the idea of treating a subject and sort of a subject is a male gigolo or a daughter's about to be married or um, a married couple. And you can treat that subject almost any way, an artist could treat that subject almost any way the artist likes. And so through a certain particular specific treatment you're actually giving your philosophy of the world, even though that philosophy of the world may not be your own. It might be the cultures, it might be the nations, it might be the era, it might be a town, a region, a religious tradition. I mean, you know, Schrader in his book on this, on Ozu, says that the films are Buddhist, and he says that Ozu is the most Buddhist filmmaker. Um, I mean, Mu's on his, on his, on his, um, Gravestone, so tombstone is is new. So, you know, maybe, um, you know, we can only, uh, there's a kind of limit to human discourse and what we talk about when we talk about things we love, things that we just like, things that we dislike, things we hate, all the way down. And so I just wanted to come and talk about, finish up talking about human relationship, human interaction, Person A talking to person B. You can film them all sorts of ways. I think we need to do a part two. Um, this is 52 minutes. I think we're going on a bit of an hour. I will see you folks hopefully, maybe um, um, on Monday when we do Judy Bloom. Again, Judy Bloom has a view of the world like Ozu does. It's not the view of a Japanese man in the 1950s. It's a view of a, of a of a of a of a of a female writer in the 1970s and 80s. Different in New Jersey, not in Tokyo. It's just it's just great. I mean, one of the amazing things about art and about aesthetics is that you can have everybody at the table, the imaginary table, place at the table, and they will give you their view, and you can we can learn something from that view. So I'm going to say goodbye and see you next week.